Welcome to the Mom and Dot 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 Podcasts. We're your hosts, Suzanne Kearns and Missy Stevens. We want to help you through everything that happens in the ellipses, from your professional life to your emotional health. You're a mom and so much more. Let's figure out what comes next together. Welcome to the Mom and Dot 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 podcast. I'm Suzanne Kearns, Mom and Dot 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 writer, LGBTQ and sex ed advocate. And today I am recovering from early morning yard work and it was still too hot at 8 a.m. And I think it probably would have been still too hot at 3 a.m. Why is everybody moving to Austin? Y'all check I, the I weather. <laughs> I, I did the pre-dawn more yard work yesterday and it was still brutal it's like Ugh. a giant's breathing on you and you can't escape them. yes or you're in the giant's mouth this yes, yesterday was muggy <laughs> yes so bad awful and buggy and yeah. just so if i'm still kind of sweating that's it <laughs> that plus menopause good news it's fun it's good times <laughs> all right i'm missy stevens mom and dot 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 writer foster child advocate and this week a frantic vacation prepper it's Ooh. always a last minute rush to get where are you going house. this time to florida to the beach speaking of hot <laughs> <laughs> gotta gotta get out of this heat <laughs> yeah. I know. Oh. Oh, you know it will be fun today we are so excited to be chatting with judith Catan. judith is a stylist master certified life coach author and former lawyer one of our favorite kinds of people we love former lawyers uh, half our guests i think Yes. yes. <laughs> Through her signature course, Style Masterclass, she teaches her clients that thought work is the key to a lasting makeover. Through confidence coaching and mindset work, she helps her clients see that they can dress and love the body they are in right now. When style and confidence are dialed in, women can do the work that they were created to do in the world. Her ultimate style philosophy is confident women build legacies. Oh. We love that and are so excited you're here. Oh I'm excited to be here. Gosh. Good morning. <laughs> Thank Good morning. you for joining us. And you know what? I just love that idea of loving the body you're in right now, because yes. I think there are many of us, myself included, especially over the pandemic. My body is about 20 pounds more of it than had been mm -hmm. previous. And I think part of that's just middle age, menopause. And I was just realizing I took my daughter to go get the world's most expensive bra because I was like, it's so important that you have a well-fitting bra. Like this is mm -hmm. like, you just need to know this through Amen. life every year, go get a fitting. And I seriously just finally broke out. When I was pregnant, I had the little bra extender. Do you know those things? They're basically yes. like a bra clip that's like this mm -hmm. big. And I've had to start using that. And I'm like, why? Why am I taking a 16-year-old to get like a $70 bra when I am extending my bras with a fake me? <laughs> this little a good question, mom. What so, you doing there? <laughs> I know. So I love this time idea. to take yourself for yes. a new bra. I need to love the body that I'm in right now because I'm still in that. Oh, any day now, you know, I'll just snap back to what? And I don't think there is a snapback. I think this is the body I'm in, at least for now, and I need a bra that fits it. So that's, yes. that's neither here nor there. But yes. oh, but again, welcome. And you know, we shared a little bit about you in your bio, but can you give a little bit more of a 101 about where your career started, your lawyer days, and how it's progressed over the years? Yeah. So I originally actually went to undergrad to be a fashion designer. And then I got some negative, well, my perception, my 20-year-old brain, my 20-year-old undeveloped 
unskilled brain was like, mm-hmm. negative feedback, end of the world. And yeah. then the family was like, you're really smart. You get good grades. You should be a lawyer. And I was like, yes, that will be easier. I will go be a lawyer. Oh, my God. Which is same in retrospect. Like, it's something a 20-something-year-old would think and do, right? Like, this makes perfect sense mm-hmm. for that, where, mm-hmm. where my brain was in its development. I was like, oh, yep. yeah, I'll go be a lawyer. Um, and I was a very good lawyer. I made it all the way to partner. I was a litigator for 11 years. I won awards. I won a trial. I was excellent. And I decided I didn't, just didn't want to do it anymore. Yeah. I couldn't spend another day. And I think sometimes we flee things because we like hate them or we're terrible at them. That was not my experience. And I think for a lot of my listeners in my podcast or women I coach, they want a life transition not because something has gone terribly wrong. They just decide this isn't for me anymore. And then how do we navigate unwinding all the things that we've now created and did mm-hmm. to yes. disentangle ourselves? So <laughs> one of my one of my favorite sayings is there's nothing more dangerous than being good at something that you hate. Or Ooh. not that you hate, but that, you know, that isn't a good fit it's for you. It's just not. And it's, right. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's nice to feel like you're good at something. <laughs> but, and, and, but that's the curse, right? It's like it, the, the golden handcuff, so to speak. is like, oh, but I'm so good. And then everyone around you is telling you how good yeah. you are all the time. So it just mm-hmm. sort of feeds that part of your ego as opposed to, you know, that truer sense of self. If you believe there's some sort of separation, then yeah, it, it can be hard to believe that you're able to do something different for yourself. Yeah. 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 yeah, and you've invested time and money into that other thing. Oh, a lot of money. The mortgage on my brain. There's a fabulous <laughs> mansion in here. It's, it's fully decked out. It has a pool. There's a deck. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. Okay, so okay, so you're deciding no lawyer is not for you, and and then I met next? other former lawyers who had made this transition. That's the beauty of the internet. Mm-hmm. And my coach, I had actually found life coaching, and my coach introduced me to who would then become my coach, Carl Lowenthal, who also had made the transition. Harvard lawyer, you know, was part of a feminist think tank on reproductive rights and decided it just wasn't for her anymore. She's an incredible woman. And she was kind of like, you know, you could just make stuff up. And you just go do it. <laughs> you make up a new thing and then you go do that thing that you made up. It's like, wait, we make up things and we can do them? Like, <laughs> I'm so amazing. So I decided, okay, I'm going to hang out with people I already like to spend time with, like really intelligent women who are really snarky and funny and feminist leaning and like just really smart cookies who haven't figured out their closets yet. Like Mm, it's something I would talk about with women in court all the time. Like I I was having funny interactions all the time in court. Like, is this bro okay? Can you want to look? Is it like what do you think? (laughs) So it was was just a natural progression. Oh, okay. I can make this up. I can bring in coaching and style and these amazing women who are really changing the world in their own ways. And then we have this brain baby of style coaching. I was like, oh yeah, we make things up and we go do them. Okay. Love it. Yeah. I mean, I want to talk about that a little bit more because... We originally invited you here to talk about style and wardrobe, which we absolutely want to because we both need a lot of help. (laughs) And I cleaned out my closet yesterday and got rid of a bunch of things I know don't work, but I am sure there are things in here that don't work still. And I'm not really sure what does work, but so we want to get to that in a little while, but we were also binging your podcast and there's so much more there, as you mentioned, because you have created this career that is more than just style and fashion and we just wanted to see if we could go through some of the shit my mama said 
and how those favorite old beliefs are keeping us back. Yeah, I I love it. (laughs) Let's go there. I mean. It's incredible. And I feel so honored. I get chills thinking about it. I feel so privileged because women are sharing their stories with me. And I feel like that series on the podcast, it's called Shit My Mama Said, is <laughs> I had one client who was, she's like, we're not dissing the matriarchy. I'm like, no, no, that's not what we're, that's not what we're doing here. <laughs> no. We're just honoring that there's this weird tale that got woven into all of our histories, these rules about how we're supposed to show up and behave in the world. And if we can start to talk about it, we can recognize similar stories in each other. And then we get to rewrite them. We get to decide what part of like any fable, right? The truth nugget we want to take. And then the rest of the scary, weird shit where the witch like eats children, like we leave that behind, (laughs) right? So like, I think like shit my mama said is a perfect opportunity to do that. Like talk about these amazing nuggets that are really funny and so painful sometimes and rewrite them or discard them or just kind of giggle at them, but shedding light on them as opposed to thinking that they're absolute truth. Are there any that are some of your favorites? Oh, my favorite is, um, I think it's Shernique. I definitely recommend anyone go listen to this. Her mom was very adamant that she had to wear earrings and she had to carry a purse or she's a streetwalker. And I, like, don't know the correlation. Like, mom's no longer with us, so we can't ask mom, like, Why? what was the thought process? <laughs> but, like, I have so many questions. I have so many questions. Oh, my God. It's so many. When that stuff is ingrained in you, it's really hard to let it go. Like, I just recently started wearing sleeveless things because I had thought my whole life you reached an age where you no longer wore a sleeveless thing. Like, yeah. your arms were not suitable for the public. Yes. And I've never loved my arms anyway, so it was easy to buy into that. But then I that I don't know where that came from. I don't Well, there's that whole why. bit. Have you seen Marvelous Mrs. Maisel? I love that show. That yes. is amazing. There's a whole bit in the first episode of the first season where her mom looks at her arms and is like basically telling her like there's a shelf life, like you only have a few yeah. more months left. And yes. she's like, "Yes, absolutely. Wear a bolero." And they like both walk off. They've just made this decision and I was just like, "Oh my god, that's it right there." Like her mom said it without thinking. There's a shelf life on your arms. And she's like, yes, absolutely. And then mm-hmm. so on and so forth. Like we, we, it's sort of in the ether, these funny things. And my grandma was ripe with them. Like she just, she had some zingers, like never reach into a man's pocket. She's like, oh. okay. Like, <laughs> they're not you watching the what you're going right. to find in there. <laughs> like, okay, grandma. Do you remember um, on the prices right when he used to, if you won the showcase showdown to get your $100, you had to reach into Bob Barker's pocket to get it? <gasps> I blocked that out, I guess. <laughs> you don't remember that? It's no. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, did I just make that up in my brain? I know we're gonna have to do some prices right research after this, but I, I don't remember that. Where you had to reach into oh, Bob so Barker's pocket to true. get the hundred dollar bill. Ever. <laughs> okay. I need to look this up. Okay. Creepy. I'm sorry. Distraction. Sorry. No, but I mean this is the kind of funny stuff, right? I mean, I we we would do these uh, week long challenges and we'd ask a similar question, like what's a something your mom told you, some style or confidence advice? And the stuff we'd get is just funny but painful. We had one person who told us her grandma told her she walked too big. Her steps were too large. Oh, my gosh. And it wasn't ladylike. So she had to shorten her steps. Mind you, she's six foot tall. So I'm not (laughs) sure how she's supposed to shuffle her way in the world. Right. Uh, Don't wear red lipstick. You look like a whore. Don't wear blue Mm -hmm. eyeshadow. Mm -hmm. You look like a whore. I mean, just it's a full range. Your purse and your shoes have to match. This is some benign stuff. But there's some weirdly painful awful oh stuff in there as well and i still have 
pantyhose in that drawer over there because that was just ingrained in me. And maybe that was the time growing up in the 70s and 80s, like that. And I haven't worn them in a two decades, but that was just like when you wore your dressy shoes, you were supposed to wear hose with them, which I don't know yes. if that's gone. And my mom always used to. <laughs> Sorry, mom, giving away your secrets. But whenever we would uh, get ready to go into the grocery store, like she'd look in the rearview mirror and put some lipstick on, and she'd say, "You never know where you're going to meet Mr. Wright." <laughs> and she, we're <laughs> in Nampa, Idaho, in the grocery store, and I'm sure she probably doesn't even remember this, but it was just. And so, like lipstick you know, was everybody a thing. in town is one of them suddenly going to be Mr. Yeah, Wright. I like, know, <laughs> but I never ever wear lipstick, and I'm sure it just kills her. That well, yeah, occasionally I do, but only probably if she's coming over. Just subconsciously i'm like well grandma's coming over better better put on some lipstick but i think that's what i that's what i see actually i love that you brought that up because i see the women who like will buy into it right like mm -hmm. they make sure they have their handbag and their gold earrings and they never wear red lipstick or eyeshadow or i have the clients who are like in rebellious acts against whatever the advice was they full enchilada like i will never wear oh. makeup i will never take care of myself or whatever the thing is in response to whatever their mother or you know right. the formative adult in their life was it was just oh, kind of funny to me gosh. like to see both yeah. reactions the yeah. psychology of that is really fun because oh it's so fun we need to put that it's going to go with it yeah we need to put that in the facebook group ask people some of the funniest things that shit yes. their mama said oh, I, <laughs> I love those yes. oh and well speaking of moms i would love to blame my style issues on the fact that i am a mom and the you know this idea of like being a stay-at-home mom you just kind of let yourself go but i was a mess even before that i've found some old pictures before the kids were even around i was like i was always just kind of scruffy as just i'm kind of a mess which is probably some bad negative self-talk that i should not say but yes. <laughs> but you know becoming a stay-at-home mom did take it to the next level as far as needing to be comfortable and just this idea that no one's going to see me anyway so why does it even matter so how do we shift that mindset of not caring what we look like just because no one's going to see us well okay let's just talk about that phrase because it's one i hear so often especially during the, the covids and mm -hmm. a lot of people decided to work from home where we had our stay-at-home moms who are already at home mm -hmm. and i think this is you know so interesting you see you Mm. Oh. Like, when did you <laughs> stop mattering to that degree? Writing what? That down. Like, so we ha like that just changing that phrase. No oh. one sees me. It doesn't matter. I'm not going to see anybody. Well, you see you, darling. At some point, you're going to pass a mirror in your house. Yeah. You matter. And it's, it's, oh. I don't even, like, you don't have to get dressed for nights or you can, whatever works for you. But do you like the image you're seeing in the mirror? That's the only opinion that matters. Huh. I, I mean, I love it. Don't that's our like our a lot of times in an episode, I'm like, oh, I want that on a pillow. You see you is what I want embroidered on the pillow. <laughs> yes. It's really important. And I do know that if I just do so much as kind of fix my eyebrows because they don't exist without a little color on them, um, fix my eyebrows and do some mascara, I feel like a different person. Mm-hmm. It's those little things for yourself. Like even I have clients who joke like you smell you, not just that you see you, you also smell you. <laughs> True. <laughs> right? So if you're chilling with kids, a little little, little deodorant of her, a little splash of perfume, if you're into it, right? But you're the one you should be most concerned with. And it's those little things, right? Like coloring your eyebrows in, a little mascara. So oftentimes when I work with clients, I just tell them pick one tiny thing. 
Mm-hmm. And we're just going to work on that for a week. I think sometimes we get caught up in the idea of a makeover. It's like everything all at once because we were right. used to like 80s and 90s movie montages, which mm-hmm. are lovely, but not or real Oprah life. special makeovers. Yeah, right. You get a bra. You get a bra. <laughs> <laughs> it starts small, like a little whisk of mascara, a little bit of perfume if you're so choose. Maybe just combing your hair every day for a week. Like we don't have to start big. We just start somewhere. Mm. Yes. Yeah. It's a beautiful concept because it's not... I think it when you look in your closet or you look you wake up in the morning and you're thinking I have to do the whole thing. That's just one more thing on a to-do list, especially when you have little kids. We have older kids and life is different, but when you have little kids, the thought of just oh my gosh, I have to do all of this to get ready. Just pick the one thing. It's great. The one thing. And the, yeah. what I've learned about coaching moms too is y'all have stuff everywhere. There's like bathroom number one that has item two, three, and then bathroom number two upstairs somewhere that has items four, five, and six, and then there's stuff in your car, and then the other purse, and it's just like, okay, how about we pick one thing we're going to work on, and we gather it to a place you will actually be for at least two minutes. (laughs) That's just it. I love y'all, but I see it. I see it. There's stuff everywhere. (laughs) You see us dying laughing. I feel attacked. Yeah. Like, I have... (laughs) Like I have purse deodorant and I have home deodorant and yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. So well, what if a mom is to that point where, um, or any woman, any person is saying, okay, now I'm going back to the workforce and I cannot get away with just the one thing, like just combing my hair or just brushing my teeth. It's not going to be enough. I need to look presentable. That's really overwhelming. So how do they start that process with some confidence and not feeling like an imposter who really only wears yoga pants, They, how do they get there? Yeah, I think mindset first, right? Because I, I I, operate under the definition of style. It's your thoughts and your feelings about yourself outwardly reflected. So we have to go into it with so much grace for yourself. So there's going to be mm-hmm. outfit fails. There's going to be hair fails. There's going to be melted makeup fails because mm-hmm. we get hot and we sweat and it melts. Like we have to just have so much grace for ourselves in the process if we're going from yoga pant wearing or <laughs> one client who walked around pantless, I think her entire postpartum experience, like oh. she just wore no pants. Why would she? She was like <laughs> breastfeeding. You could just lift up a shirt. It was not a thing, right? So God bless her. We were like wearing actual pants. So wherever <laughs> you're must have starting, been a huge adjustment. <laughs> I had questions. I was like, what happens if you're on a Zoom call? You have to get up. She's like, you just kind of slink down. <laughs> I'll be back. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so good. So, like, we just, we have tons of grace, right? This is going to be a process. We're going to get it wrong sometimes. But here's the beautiful news. You have more muscle memory than you're giving yourself credit for. Hmm. At some point, if you were any kind of self-care something on your face you will have some memory on how to get it done you Mm -hmm. aren't starting from scratch please don't tell yourselves this like all the humans probably did something with deodorant you probably washed your face in some form or fashion you probably Mm -hmm. slapped on some sunscreen (laughs) like you have that memory you just have to lean into that you probably know more than you're giving yourself credit for you probably do know how to put on your lipstick if you did it before or wear mascara or you take youtube you know few episodes figure it out (laughs) like really give yourself a lot more credit you're not starting from scratch everything hasn't gone to shit 
Yeah. We oh, I, can I curse? I'm sorry. That's yes. fine. Okay. Yes, go for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you have just yeah. Anyway, so like <sighs> we can lean on some of that muscle memory and the things that you used to do. We just have to start doing them again. So what I recommend is first we get our mindset right. We're gonna have some fails. We probably know more than we're giving ourselves credit for, and then just start timing yourself. I guess it's like the funny thing is I think we think 90 minutes is what's required and there's like a glam right. squad that has to show up. Mm-hmm. You can get a lot done in 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Now they have to be focused 10 minutes. So that means right. like little humans and fur babies and <laughs> and the yes. podcast and checking your email and all the other things. Like we want to put our phone down and we're just concentrated 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Concentrated five minutes can actually get you pretty far. Like that's yeah. one minute for your hair, one minute for moisturizing, one minute for mascara, one minute for clothes, one minute to take a deep breath and you can leave. We, you, it, you're concentrated. You actually get a lot more done than you like might think. Yeah. So, yes, it can be overwhelming. Yes, mm-hmm. we want to love on you and acknowledge that if you really have not been wearing any pants, this might be a little <laughs> different. But it's not impossible. It's not insurmountable. And just start somewhere. Yes. I love that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So we record inside our closets. So mm-hmm. we are literally surrounded by things that mm-hmm. either we wore once or we wore, you know what? I realized a skirt I have in here is I have had for at least 20 years. I've, and I wear, it's kind of I awesome. still wear it. It doesn't matter. If you still wear like it, me. cool. Well, th- I shouldn't still wear it because now <laughs> it's anyway. <laughs> I wore it when we were in Belize because it's kind of obscene now. Like, I'm like, this is not what a 50-year-old woman wears. But a 50-year-old woman in Belize can wear it. But, sure. yes. Vacation things... Suzanne. That's Vacation Suzanne's it clothes. It is Vacation Suzanne. But, yeah, either we've never worn them or we wore them 20 years ago and probably should go ahead mm-hmm. and treat ourselves to a new one. But I have such an issue with sunk costs. I'm I'm trying to get over saying I am cheap. I am frugal. Um, I am cost conscious. And so, yeah, if there's a pair of pants that I bought that don't fit anymore or some of these $70 bras that don't fit anymore, what are your thoughts about like just accepting that those are not going to fit again and move on? Or do you put them in a little hope chest (laughs) or maybe (laughs) you give yourself a certain amount of time um, and then see if they fit I I keep on convincing myself I shouldn't go buy a bunch of new stuff that fits my body properly because I'm gonna uncovid myself but I Mm. but I don't know that I actually have the patience or desire to uncovid myself so I don't know part of me is like if I if I buy all these clothes then I'm just gonna stay where I am that, be- that fear because yeah. because they fit and I'm too cheap to like I don't even want to lose weight because then then my scary. new my new bigger clothes won't fit so I just I've got all kinds of mind mess and I'm sure I'm not the only one who's doing You're this not with COVID yeah. who you know whether it's five twenty whatever pounds I don't know there's a difference between loving your body as it is and knowing that this this body is a reminder of like the trauma and drama of the past two years. Like that, this is not this is not who I was. This is who I let myself be because I was locked up and comforting myself with lots of Chardonnay and chocolate chips by the handful. So I don't know. What, what do you What do you say to people like me? Oh, there, there's so much. Okay, so I'm gonna just pull one thread and then we can circle back to other things and hopefully we cover the gambit. But 
We have 30 minutes. Let's roll. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) The the first thing I want to say is weird media fallacy that we were all required to have some sort of glow up while in our houses. They were supposed to like hunker down and then open the doors and the fans were supposed to cue. We were supposed to come out sexier and healthier and fitter Mm -hmm. or something while we were also fighting for our lives and making sure none of us died. Yes. So it's just such a strange requirement of modern humans. And none of us were equipped for that. And then the weird messaging came in. So Mm -hmm. let's just kind of look at how funny that is. On the one hand, we were told survive, fight for your lives, hunker down, literally shelter in place is the language being used. Mm -hmm. But while you're sheltering, make sure you're still doing all the booty things and you're (laughs) dieting and you're buffing out and blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. Well, also, all the beauty things that you relied on are not going to be available to you. So you're going to have to figure out how to do your hair, how to wax your business, all the things, right? I, I just, right. such a funny thing to tell us. And then, of course, no wonder why we all sort of feel shame and guilt as we peer outside our houses and look around and be like, are we allowed to come out again? Oh, shit, yeah. I didn't have the thing I was supposed to have. I wasn't supposed, I was supposed to have this makeover and open the door. And I just, like, if we just remove that expectation... Like, we literally survived. We came out with our lives after sheltering in place. How beautiful and amazing that is. Mm-hmm. And, like, gave you, again, grace. This comes back to a lot of grace. It's a conversation with my clients all the time. You were never supposed to have a glow up or a makeover while you were sheltering in place. It's just, just a crazy to thing survive. to tell each other. Yeah. Especially while yeah. we're comfort making loaves of bread by the dozen. <laughs> and, and, I mean, the media messages were bafflingly confusing because it is bread recipe and what was that crazy coffee that was basically just yeah that frothy coffee thing we were supposed to all be partaking in yes and it was like one thing after another food-based because we were comforting ourselves but also why aren't you pumping iron and yeah like stanley tucci making cocktails we're all like oh we make cocktails now we do this again right like so sexy stanley tucci it's oh my god stanley (laughs) making cocktails pause there right Mm. (laughs) yes we will link to that in the show notes if you haven't me i love it right i have not seen this oh my god yeah, if you didn't know that Stanley Tucci was the sexiest man alive, you will after you watch him make cocktails. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Okay, and like, yeah. I mean, but that's what we were doing, right? Like, this is such a funny, weird mixed messaging. Yes, we're not supposed to dye our hair anymore, and like, all of us are supposed to go gray, which I'm naturally going white, and I'm totally cool with it. But a lot of women were not prepared for that, no. and then now they're supposed to go back and meet other humans, and they're just not ready, whatever their idea of ready is. So I just give ourselves, cut ourselves some slack. <laughs> Yeah. Really. Yeah. That's the first thing I would say. The other bit about what do we do with the clothes that don't fit us? Because I think that's just a natural, normal next question. Like, mm-hmm. we know they don't fit, but they're kind of these weird heaps of shame piles all over our closets. And then some of us have Tim traveling closets where we have <laughs> things from 20 decades ago or two <laughs> decades ago. So what I just recommend is we don't have to get rid of anything. Not we have enough trauma we've suffered. We don't need to like pull your clothes, your dear clothes away from you if you're not ready to get rid of them, get rid of them, but remove them from your line of sight. Mm-hmm. So we don't need to go to our closet every morning or open our drawers every morning and have to make 500 no's before we get to a yes. Mm. Like decision fatigue is a real thing. It's a real phenomena. Yeah. And for your, your moms, your humans who care for the other humans, y'all have enough decisions to make without having to rifle through 500 million options that don't fit you. So... Mm-hmm. And I think that's the first layer of any closet cleanup is we're just going to remove from your line of sight clothing that doesn't fit you. 
That's just an easy way to slim the herd. So to speak. Yes. Yes. No pun intended. Yeah, I did. I mean, I did that yesterday and Suzanne and I are in a group text and I, there were parts of my closet. I had said, I'm not feeling ruthless today. I don't feel strong enough to do that today, but I went through and pulled the things that didn't fit. Like there are things that I know do not fit don't work on me. They don't make me feel good. Maybe they once did. Some of them never did. Um, but I pulled those out and I went ahead and just got rid of them today. So I didn't have to think about it, but I really like the idea of just putting them somewhere else in another closet, in a hope chest, in a, like whatever it is, set them somewhere else. And that gives you a chance to go back and think about it a little bit longer. Yeah. And I tell my clients like, oh, I love the idea of a hope trust. I'm totally going to steal that. But I tell them, you know, treat like a museum archive. These are things we want to go back to. So if we can't be bothered to store them properly, we really probably don't want them. Yeah. So if you can't be bothered to like actually launder the thing before you stick it in some sort of box or bucket somewhere, like mm-hmm. you probably, we, we could get rid of this thing. Right. And then there's a second layer that I think it's so important for particularly stay-at-home humans, stay-at-home moms is lifestyle paring down. So if you don't go to an office anymore, mm-hmm. you probably don't need your wool suits from the 90s. I love, I mean, I love a good wool suit from the 90s. That pinstripe <laughs> is amazing. But, oh, I had a blue one. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> We're so recognizable, but you probably aren't going to wear it again. And even if you did go back to an office, likely you're not going to wear that wool suit from the 90s again. No. Yeah. Right. So what is your lifestyle? Like, what does it want from you? What does it need from you? If we actually do yoga, maybe we need the best damn yoga pants we can find. Maybe if we do live in t-shirts, let's just find you the best damn t-shirt possible for you. If you do live in sneakers now, because a lot of my clients live in sneakers now, especially like after their feet have come accustomed to not being in pain Mm -hmm. 24-7, let's find you the most stylish ass, like French Parisian crazy ass sneakers. Like whatever you want, (laughs) boo, whatever your lifestyle Mm -hmm. requires. So we set you up to live a life that's stylish and comfortable because we can do both now. And I think that's the beautiful lesson from mm. COVID is we all realize, oh, wait, we can actually be comfortable in our clothing. Like this, this pain and beauty is pain nonsense. Like it's just not required. So the first layer, I think, is for fit. Like, does it fit your body? And then the second layer is, does it fit your lifestyle? Yeah. And whatever remains, we can see what outfits we can put together with it. Or we go buy some stuff to fill in the gaps because there's obvious holes now because we thought we had more than we actually did because most of it was stuff that we didn't even wear. Yeah, right. And I like this concept of not, I'm really bad about aspirational buying. So I'll see something and I'm like, I will now have this thing for when I go to this kind of event that by the way, I don't go to. (laughs) I have things for like yachting off the cape you know I don't do that <laughs> like but I have this idea that I will and so this idea of dressing for your lifestyle is lovely and I want like I'm writing that down as well because we really need to think about that but what if you don't actually know who you are and you don't know what your lifestyle is quite yet and you are coming out of two and a half years of COVID and you're like well what the hell what what do I need to wear how do you even start figuring that out yeah I, I say spend three days kind of doing a little bit of an audit, so to speak. That sounds so serious, but just kind of monitoring. (laughs) How do you spend your time? The three busiest days of your week. So, you know, let's take Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, or if your weekends are crazy because you're carting humans around to the different activities Mm -hmm. or whatever, your busiest three days, 
I want you to just check in. What are we doing those three days? Who are we meeting with? Who are we secretly worried is going to see us wearing what we're currently wearing? Right? When we're doing that drop off where we're like, fuck, there's Margie. Hi, Margie. And you're like in your crazy ass outfit. Like, are we avoiding Margie? Like, obviously. Margie, meanwhile, looks perfect every time. Margie's always coiffed. Fuck Margie. Right? Like, whatever it is for you. We want to just make sure, like, you're factoring that in. You, You probably have more personal style than you think because style is personal. So what are you thinking? What are you feeling that's going to be outwardly reflected? Now, you might not like what's outwardly reflected, but that means we got to do some internal work as well as buying you new clothes and figuring out things. But the best favor you can do is like, how am I actually living my life? How can I support myself best? Right. Clothes shopping from that place is just a very different experience. Very. Yeah. And now, okay. So how do you, like, I'm thinking of it as like a kitchen remodel and I know this is not like a full makeover, but as far as like, do you make a little vision board? Like, should you get some magazines or some, it wouldn't be J crew catalogs anymore. Talbots. (laughs) (laughs) Talbots. No, we're, still J. Crew. Where are we shopping now? But no, we are not Talbot's age yet. I mean, so for someone, it's so funny. I once upon a time I wanted to be a fashion designer too, which I think is so funny. If you were to look at me on any given day, you'd be like, what? But how do you even figure out what pieces go together and stuff? Is it Instagram? Do you have any accounts that you like for Instagram or Pinterest or oh my, there's a, ideas? Tons. But here's what I will just say. Start with like actually figuring out what size you are. This is, the fit part really is just super important because mm-hmm. we could do all this dream shopping and yes. then we're not actually looking at bodies that actually look like ours. So it's going to require mm-hmm. us to pay a little bit more attention to ourselves. But let's assume you've done that part. You actually start looking at yourself in the mirror. You have a sense of what your actual size is, not what you hope it to be, what it actually is. Mm-hmm. We factor in what your lifestyle is, where we're going, who we're encountering. Then take that to Pinterest. So we're going to look at, for some of us, we're newly plus size. And you're going to look at some larger sized humans than you otherwise would have. Mm-hmm. And start to dream with like a diverse set of bodies and shapes and sizes and ages. And maybe some people with white hair and gray hair who are older, who are actually in their 40s but have gone white. Like whatever the case is, we, we want to color your palette a little bit if you decide to make a mood board, if you're into it. Some folks aren't into it and you just... Go to the plate lady at Nordstrom's and you tell her, this is my size. This is what I'm looking for. Help a girl out. I have people, Mm -hmm. obviously, who hire me for that kind of thing. But really, really, I do recommend if you're going to go down, like, looking at other people's accounts and making sure your visual diet is diverse. Otherwise, you're going to just drive yourself crazy and perhaps end up where you started because you think you should be something other than you are. Right. That is a very important reminder. Yeah, yes. I'm drawn to the clothes that the tall, skinny waifs wear. Things I have never been. Never been tall, skinny, wavy. Like, that's not me. So I've had to learn, and as I age, that, yeah, that looks beautiful on her, but it's not going to fit me. Yeah, so I, like, I find an actress who fits more of your profile, right? See, literally type into Pinterest, like, Mindy Cowling's style, Melissa McCarthy's style, like, Mm-hmm. type those things in, see what they're wearing. I, I get a lot of requests for Jennifer Aniston and I'm like, you know, mm-hmm. the woman wears like boyfriend jeans and tank tops and long cardigans. Right. Like that's her style. Like, is that really, what is it that we're attracted mm-hmm. to? Oh, I used to like her in Friends. Okay, well, she doesn't actually dress like <laughs> Rachel in <laughs> Friends is not actually how we see her on the street. So, but yeah, like, she is a fashionista. 
Right. Yeah. Find a show you like. I got a lot of Olivia Pope re- re- requests back in the day when that show was like at its height. I went just like Olivia Pope. So well, what is it about Olivia Pope that we're attracted to? Was it the soft colors? Was it that we're like living in a Nora Ephron film, but like a TV <laughs> yes, show? Like edgy. Right. What are what are we attracted to here? While always factoring in your actual body that you inhabit mm-hmm. and your actual lifestyle. Because if you're not going to be having these high-powered meetings... Maybe you don't need to be Olivia Pope all the time. Right. Yes. That's a good point. <laughs> Can you imagine us showing up to where our podcast in our closets, all Olivia Pope out? <laughs> well, and have you seen, I've seen over and over again, especially since the pandemic, it's like a, it's like a TikTok trend, but where people say, sometimes I want to be this, but sometimes I want to be this. And then sometimes I want to be this. And then they're showing all these different fashions and styles. And it's like, Sometimes we want to be a coastal grandma and sometimes we want to be Olivia Pope. And sometimes you want to be the yoga queen and sometimes you want to be the disco queen. And like, it's hard sometimes to narrow down all that noise in your head and what really works for your life. Like, I don't need any disco clothes. Yeah. Well, and I think that goes back to shit my mama said, right? Back in the day, it used to be you were a category, you were classic, you were bohemian, you were whatever the Mm -hmm. fuck people were saying back in the day, right? So we think we are one thing, whereas... I think now we're you we have a whole generation of people who are coming up who are like, well, sometimes I'm this, sometimes I'm that, sometimes I'm a mix of all, and I don't know what's happening every day. Like mm-hmm. right. so there's so much room to play. We can let this be fun again. It does not have to be this arduous, serious thing that mm-hmm. we like plan like a kitchen remodel. That just sounds daunting. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it sounds really daunting. Sorry. Yeah. That is planning a kitchen remodel sounds like a breeze compared to going clothes shopping for me, honestly. <laughs> like that. Kyle, any day. Yeah, I could do 10 kitchens before I could pick out an outfit. So yeah, that's uh, okay. But no, I love and I do think a lot of us are probably stuck or maybe not giving ourselves permission to play or try out Mm -hmm. some of those things or do something that feels like us, but also feels like it's breaking some rule that's like burned into our brains from, you know, who knows when in our childhood. So I I do think that is nice to give that permission to play and to try and explore. So, and that it's okay to fail. It's okay to go, oh, well, that, that did not look good. (laughs) I'm not going to do that again. Yeah. Like, oh, I sweated right through that shirt. That is not an outside shirt. Oh, got it. Okay. Cool. (laughs) Cool. 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 Yeah. We, we know that in Texas. (laughs) Sweat through all the shirts. There are no outside clothes right now. Yeah. (laughs) What do you do when you have to change your shirt four times a day? (laughs) We really have done so much laundry because you can't, like I typically rewear things. If I didn't sweat in them, then and it's not. not if I didn't wear it for very long, I air it out and I wear it again. Uh, yeah, there's no such thing. I mean, the kids <laughs> wear easily four outfits a day. <laughs> it's gross. Yeah, well, it's just so weird creatures. Like humans are such strange creatures. Like I think if we get that idea in our heads and minds, like just really like we're gross. We secrete fluid. Like, we're creepy. <laughs> and we're all just like, you're creepy too. Oh, you're leaking. Your body's leaking. My body's leaking. Like, we all have an easier time than, like, somehow we're not allowed to leak fluids because that's what we do right. naturally. But yeah. I think it's, you know, that generation of, like, you know, wearing the um, underarm pads. Under- have you yes. seen these? The oh, yeah. The sl- mm-hmm. underarm guards and the sweat guards. And we're not allowed to, you know allowed to sweat like that whole idea right. is just so women funny. only glisten we glisten right spitzing <laughs> right no like, we're leaking we're leaking we're like all the other humans we just cut ourselves some slack it'll be yeah. all right especially during <laughs> menopause oh my gosh yeah 
Okay. Well, you know what? I am feeling inspired because I have been looking at this closet and everything is old. Everything's old because we did not go shopping in the past two years. Chances are, but there are things I'm, I am fearful that like, I'm going to be six months down the road and be like, Oh, where'd that sweater go? Or, Oh, where'd that whatever go? So I think I am, I'm going to, the stuff that is worth my time to pack up and put away somewhere and give myself kind of this timeline of like, and again, this isn't necessarily trying to achieve a certain look or whatever. I have like serious cholesterol problems and stuff that medically I am trying to address uh, getting some better habits eating wise and stuff, which I just think will naturally hopefully end up in me fitting into some of these pants again someday. But if I can get my cholesterol down and not fit into those pants, I'll be perfectly happy being in the pants that do fit. So I feel better about that. But just not knowing, I don't know what that's going to end up doing. If, you know, if I'm addressing my health issues that I need to, what that is going to end up doing physically. There's a good chance yeah, I'll still look of... like this, but with lower cholesterol and that I need to be able to work from there. But it's kind of this weird beginning process. So well, well, I feel like you deserve to like, if you achieve your health goals, if you get your cholesterol numbers where they are, no matter what the outside looks like, you deserve to have a pair of pants that fits perfectly and you rock in that low cholesterol body, whatever that body is. Yes, like, that is my goal. My goal is cholesterol number one, and then just... It'll be a fun surprise to see what the rest of me looks like after that. Yeah. And I find you're more you're more likely to stick to whatever your health goals are, or whatever those health outcomes you're reaching for, if you're in clothing that is comfortable and that actually fits you. Yeah. It's such a miserable experience to be in pants that are so tight and panties that, you know, keep falling and your belly droops over them. And then to from that place, that very physically uncomfortable place, to be like, okay, now go eat healthy and take your medication. You're, you're already kind of like in fuck it mode. You don't yeah, feel good right. about yourself and you're physically uncomfortable. And now you're telling yourself you have to go do these other things that are also likewise uncomfortable. Mm. So why do we, we can, we can fix the physicality part, right? We can wear clothes that properly fit while sorting out the other things that are going to be uncomfortable, like new lifestyle choices, new, you know, diet regimens or whatever the case that is required of us. We're more likely to follow through if we're physically comfortable. Good reminder. I love that reminder. Oh my gosh. I I think there's going to be a lot of people that want to learn more about you and hear more (laughs) and and, uh, figure out more how to work with you and stuff. So what is the best way for listeners to follow up with you and learn more? Yeah. So I have a podcast, um, highly bingeable. The episodes are about 10 minutes. So good. Thank you. So yeah, you can check me out there and kind of enter my world that way, um, Style Masterclass Podcast, or you could just visit me on my website, judithgatan.com, and click on the Work With Me button to find out more how to work with me. Fantastic. I think I might get you to help me figure out, like buy some new clothes. I don't know what to buy. I don't desperately need anything right now, but I want my next purchases to really matter. Mm-hmm. So I think we might and do it's that. about a process. Like we teach, we, we have a pro- methodology that sort of builds on itself. And we, we do start with your bras and undies to make sure that's locked in solid. So <laughs> like, yeah. and whatever knowledge you gain, you can take to your 16 year old to make sure they're wearing the right bras as well. Yes. Yeah. And then we clean out your closet the first round for fit. And then we talk about your personal style statements. We help you define your personal style. And then we teach you how to put together outfits. So like the knowledge builds on itself. By the time you're done, you should be able to walk into your closet. Everything fits you. You should put together an outfit 
in less time and then you can roll and go about your business and your life and the things that you're creating or doing. It yeah. should not be a whole thing. I don't want that for any person. <laughs> like, right. Oh, yeah. That, that right. just like my whole, I just went, ah, oh, that just <laughs> feels relaxing. Even just the yeah. thought of that, especially like you said, decision fatigue, not having to deal with that every time you walk into your closet. Love it. Yes. I want to just grab clothes and I know that they're going to work. And yes. instead of putting them on and being like, oh my God, I forgot this doesn't fit. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're already hot and sweaty and you, know, you just yes. add it compounds. It compounds. Yeah. Yes. yes. I got rid of a shirt yesterday that I tried to wear all the time. And every time I stuck my arms in it, I would get very mad because it was too tight through here. And I'm like, yep. why is it still here? It doesn't, it doesn't get to live here anymore. It makes me mad every time yeah. and sweaty. <laughs> you wouldn't keep a friend around that made you that angry or anything right. else that made you that angry. Right. right. Um, right. And it was just a, it was a white button down. I'm like, I will get a new white button down. That oh does not gosh. hurt my feelings every time I get it out of the closet. Exactly. <laughs> and all the clothes are auditioning for you. Every single item is Ooh. auditioning for you. You are not auditioning for the clothing. I think that's how we were Ooh. taught. It's the opposite. So sometimes things are just like, we're going to go in a different direction. You no longer work <laughs> for us. We had a whole different vision for this. You don't fit within that vision. Like it's just so much easier yes. to get rid of things from that paradigm of like, oh. no, no. The belts are auditioning for me. The pants are auditioning for me. Some things are not going to make the audition and it means nothing about me. What a great way to look at it. Okay. I just, oh. like, that's my, that's my learn for my look, listen, learns. <laughs> I, know. I know. I've been too hot to learn anything. So now I have learned some things oh, today. But speaking of look, listen, learns, it's about time. And anyone who's listening for the first time, we're really glad you're here. And every week we try to do just a few minutes of things we're watching, reading, listening to whatever it is. And sometimes they're fun and sometimes they're serious and sometimes they're really helpful. And sometimes you're like, I don't even wear lipstick. So why are you <laughs> telling me that? But we don't like to put our guests in the hot seat. And so Suzanne is going to go first. What are you look listening and learning this week? Okay. And I know we are tight on time. We need to get you to your dentist appointment. Yes. So I'll, I'll talk oh, so fast. But yeah. I'm looking at this show called Bear or is it called The Bear? Bear? Maybe and, the bear. Okay. Well, it's, I think maybe it's on Hulu. It's got bear in it. And so it's about this dude. His name is Carmi. I think it's Carmine or something, but Carmi for short. And he's this chef from, they just keep on calling it the best restaurant in the world. So I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. One of those super fancy, fancy one. I think it was probably in New York, but he has to come home to Chicago to run this family sandwich shop after his brother's death. And I got to just tell you, it, all the trigger warnings. I seriously, that first episode, I don't think I exhaled more than once. Like, it's like a breath holder. Just good to know. It's just, it's all in the part of this kitchen. So if you watch it, well, who's the mean chef guy who yells at people all the time? Gordon oh, Ramsay. Gordon. 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 It's like, a, it's yeah. a very yelly. It's a very yelly, tight space. Mm. It feels hot. Like, and there's this guy who plays this character, Richie, the actor I've never heard of him before, Ebon Moss Botrad, I think. And he should win every award in the world because I just want to punch him in the face like a hundred times. <laughs> so I, it seriously was almost a dare to watch the second episode after the first one. We've paired it um, with your look from a couple weeks ago, which was Julia, uh, mm -hmm. Missy. So it's very, it's a very food themed <laughs> uh, evening. Yeah. And it's like the nice Julia warm, comforting hug at the end because this show mm -hmm. is just 
whew, it's just, I could never work, I don't think, in a kitchen. It makes you really want to go hug anyone who's ever made you a nice dinner at a restaurant, if that's anything like reality. But we're on episode four now, and it's finally, like, calming down. So if anybody watches episode one, you're like, no. Like, it does does eventually calm down. So we will see. Um, Let's see. And I am listening and learning to one of my OG podcasts, uh, Pivot by Jenny Blake, who I just love. And episode 281 gave me a new learning or a frame of reference about anybody who's having imposter syndrome about not being an expert or not knowing enough about something. And she brought up this term, the qualified curator. So instead of being an expert, and I've discovered as I was listening to this episode, I was like, this is what's holding me back on writing my book, because I feel like I'm not the expert. Who am I to say? Blah, 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 blah. Where if this idea of the qualified curator is like, here, I'm in the same situation you are. I may not be the expert, but I have read all these things. I've learned all these things. And here's where you can learn more about them. So I'm shifting my mindset from I need to be an expert to just I'm curious. And one of her main points is people who are the most curious are the most at risk for imposter syndrome because they do realize how many things they don't know because they always want to know new things. Um, so I just wanted to throw that out there for anybody else who maybe is suffering from imposter syndrome. It might just be because you're just especially curious and, and smart. Like so that. yeah, you're not an imposter. You're just curious. That's what awesome. about you, Judith? Yeah. So I am re- this is so nerdy. I'm so embarrassed. But <laughs> we have no ju- no judgments. No I'm shame here. rewatching all of Star Trek. I'm oh, huge I love Trekkie. It. So I like looked online. I was like, how do you watch it chronologically? Because now there's like different universes. Yes. So so I found this thing that tells you how to watch it chronologically within the Star Trek universe. Yes. So I've made my way through the first like a lot. I watched the pilot, the menagerie. If you know anything about Trekkie nerdiness like so <laughs> I'm, in, I'm heading my way to the newer stuff that just oh, like started um okay. and then i'll make my way back to the original series it's a whole thing <laughs> oh okay so God. i was going to ask that original like 60 series you don't watch that first no technically you don't watch that first well you watch the pilot the menagerie okay. and then you go back to watching the first two seasons of discovery and then you get to watch, I think, episodes of Strange New Worlds. And then you head over to the original series with, like, yeah, they're, like, the 60s version. And then you get thrown back to different episodes in different places. It's oh, totally nerdy. It's very exciting. Oh, that's so cool. Okay. Now, is there a special place where you found the list, like, that we could link to for other people who want to do this? I will try and find It's on my phone. So, I, like... Is it Den of Geek? I think it might be on Den of Geek. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, That's just awesome. shoot us the link and we'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. yeah. I used to watch that original 60 series with my uncle and I always loved, and I loved some of those movies, but I haven't done any of the newer stuff. So I kind of would like to go. I say dive into that. It's, it's like, it's lighthearted. It's cheesy. Like, yeah. and everything gets wrapped up in a neat bow by the end of the episode, <laughs> which I just could use some of that yes. right now. Yes. So. so we all need that. Yeah. And then listening to, it's an old 1940s radio program called Boston Blackie. I love listening to 1940s um, mystery detective shows. Oh. Um, and it's literally just a podcast with every episode of Boston Blackie. They're really cheesy. The sound effects are awful. Um, <laughs> sometimes they're cringy because 
they're super misogynistic like so they're, they're laughable oh, um no. but it's like a guilty pleasure and i like to listen to it while i do my hair and then you know like the beating each other up and there's like a scuffle and it's just like it's the best ever oh cool okay that is two things that i would I never have thought know. of and i'm excited to add them to the list what about you missy um, we are watching Loot on Apple TV. It's the new Maya Rudolph show. And I'll watch oh. anything with Maya Rudolph in it. A- anything. I think she's amazing. Loot is very cute and kind of, it is kind of light and funny, although it's a serious, like her husband cheats on her and they get divorced, but they happen to be like rich, rich, rich. And so she has this money and it's what she goes and does with this money. And she goes and starts doing good after having been very self-absorbed and sp- I thought it was a great one to share today because her clothes, oh my God, her clothes in this show. I want everything, even though there are things I look at it and go, that's not my style. And that's certainly not my life, um, <laughs> but, oh, her clothes are amazing. So is she on enjoy, a yacht? She, she is on a, the, the first episode. There is the biggest yacht you've ever seen. <laughs> so, um, so it's great. I, it's fun to watch easy show. And then I'm not really learning anything because it is so flipping hot, but I, I learned know. so much today. So we have not learned since like May, I don't think. No, <laughs> no. I feel like I do feel like I'm just doing, does that make sense? Like I am just doing things right now, checking things off lists and getting things done. And all my different volunteer jobs have been really busy. And yeah. um, so I'm probably learning stuff in the process. And I just don't even know it yet. I bet you are. Yeah, we'll see. You learned stuff today. I learned so much today. Like I took see? notes. I love it when I take notes in an episode <laughs> and I feel inspired. Good, good, good. All, All right. right. Oh my gosh, we did it. We did it. We're so good. Two minutes to spare. <laughs> oh my gosh. I feel super inspired. I do. And I feel like Judith, you need to come back. Yeah, I would love time. to this do this was fun. This was so much fun. We should have like a deadline where we're going to report back and tell you what happened. Like, yes, I feel like I need to do a before picture of this. Like I can be like a little project and like, I I would love that idea. And then just like kind of notice what comes up for you. And then we can chat about it because I'm sure your listeners are like, okay, I'm going to go clean out the thing. And then their fang fangs come up like sunk costs, which we didn't touch upon, but we can in future totally. So yes. Okay. You know, I feel like maybe that's, we can do some little videos in our Facebook group of just like walking through the process and like what's going through my head and stuff, because it is, I kind of, I'm not realizing what, what baggage is associated with it, whether there's something like the skirt I keep for memories because it was on my honeymoon. Like, and I still wear in Belize or the things that like I splurged for a really expensive pair of pants and now they don't fit anymore. And like that messes with your mind. There's just a lot. There's, I think too, like there's, oh my God, there's so much we could go in there. Like the the, the little feminist theory I'm going to drop, but like in terms of how women are taught about money versus how men are taught about money, men are taught Mm -hmm. to make investments. So those pants were investment pants, whereas women are taught not to be frivolous and not buy lattes. So no wonder why when you think about Mm. your black pants, you're not thinking they were an investment for that event. Your brain is like, oh, fuck, I wasted money, blah, blah, blah. blah. Oh, yeah. And the way my husband's Mm -hmm. able to just donate stuff that is like, oh, yeah, I just don't like it anymore. And and I seriously, I will keep them. I don't know why. I take them out of the bag and I hang them up on my side because I'm like, that was a nice hoodie. I could wear that hoodie. (laughs) Like it may be five sizes too big, but 
Oh my god, I need like five episodes. Okay, I need to let <laughs> I need to let Misty go to the dentist. Yeah, well, I gotta go. You have fun at the dentist. The... Oh, oh my gosh, this is obviously it was all so to nice be continued. to meet you. <laughs> yes, and we will be continued. Likewise, nice to meet you both. And so, I'll, I'll be in touch. Soon. We'll pick another day. Bye, okay. okay, sounds good. Bye. Okay. Bye bye. Thank you so much for joining us for the Mom and Dot 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 podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. And if you know someone else who could benefit from the episode, please be sure and share it with them. And while we're begging, please subscribe and rate us wherever it is you listen to podcasts. You can find links to all the things we discussed today in our show notes or over at our website, momandpodcast.com with the A-N-D spelled out. In between shows, find us over at the socials, including our private mom and community Facebook group. The links to that group and all of our socials can be found at momandpodcast.com. Thank you so much for your support. We appreciate you more than you know. Now go out there and make your ellipses count. <laughs>